everyone. Welcome to another episode of Not Your Average Netizens. This is Ash, and I'm happy to be back. Glad to be here with my co-host, Jimin. Hello. And Nat. Hello. It's been a few months since we have all been together for a regular episode. So what have you guys been doing? What have you been up to? Have you been keeping up with K-pop? What's been going on? I've been trying to figure out um, why Chipotle gives you coach. But other than that, I've been keeping it up, keeping up a little bit with the industry. My boys just released an album, so that was a pretty big deal for me. Yeah, that's really all I've been up to is figuring out why Chipotle gives us cold cheese. What about you, Nat? I've been... Being a menace online, I've been doing radio on sound, on um, what's that thing called again? Uh, Station Head. Oops. I've been in Europe. I got COVID. It's been a busy, very busy time since we came back. Uh, but I mean, I've been caught up on all of the stuff with K-pop, mostly the music, but also the news for the most part. Only stuff that's interesting to me, anyways. And yeah. What about you, Ash? I've been working on that second shift grind, trying to not go crazy from starting work at 3 p.m. and ending at 12 a.m. Yeah, but mostly just uh, kind of getting used to having a lifestyle that is very much different from what I've been used to for the last few decades of my life. So, but I've actually been pretty pretty up with a lot of the main things going on in K-pop, just mostly because I've been writing about a lot of it. So that's been good in some ways. What have you all been listening to? I'll go. So I have been listening to GOT7, obviously, since they released their titled EP on the, I think, 23rd. But outside of GOT7, I've been listening to a lot of the girls because Fourth gen girl groups have really been bringing it, okay? And mixes double O O O whatever the hell that garbage debut song was. No, thank you. But Tank, Tank is Love Dive by Ivy, fantastic. Still listening to Espa. I'm still with Novice, and I got actually into when I was like really sick with COVID. I got into Itzy a little bit more, and I really do appreciate them. I think they're really good performers. So I've been getting into like Itzy twice with their travel logs and like watching their concerts because they were in america earlier this year it's been mostly girl groups obviously big bang came back <laughs> they just dominated the charts basically for the whole month and who else i think that actually is about it just like on the voice side i feel like the only snoopers platonic love has to be hands down one of my favorite songs of all time and i've listened to that a lot but outside of that it's basically just been got seven <laughs> from the boys and then on the girl side everybody because i feel like a pink a pink had to come back it was fantastic so yeah oh and oh my girl as well what about you guys well for me i've been listening to two by two on repeat and i feel like that's the only one that deserves a mention for me <laughs> that's the one that i've been seriously playing like since it came out so yeah what about you ash yeah i i was trying to think of you mentioned love dive by ivy and i really like that song kind of started listening to their stuff a couple of months ago and there's someone else there's another newish girl group whose songs i am 
who has like a few songs out and they were I can't remember their name now but yeah for me the the girl groups have really been I think showing out finally I feel like uh fourth gym was a little shaky there for a bit but I feel like we're finally getting like some substantial stuff from them so which is good so I've been listening to that and a lot of musical theater lately for some reason so let's get into it before we get into our topics we have a ton obviously i mean if you look into the time we haven't been meeting and then just the upcoming comebacks and debuts we have card we have wgsn Tiolin, kepler a big bang came back class seven snsd what is there anyone that has come back or is coming back that you guys that got your attention or is you're excited about love that you missed uh two by two but that's okay i'm interested in luna i heard that they're doing a tour here like in america like nine cities or something like that and that it's like their first tour here in america so i'm interested in luna what about you guys well all of the queen of two girls are coming back so that's gonna be really interesting obviously big bangs come back was like super huge uh, what did you think because i never I didn't really follow. I actually like missed their entire comeback as it was happening. But I did think about like you, Nat, since you're a also a huge Big Bang fan. Like, what did you? I loved it. I thought that at this time in their careers, this is the type of song that they should be dropping, especially since like their feature is like a big, huge question mark. I think if they had come out with like a fantastic baby or bang, 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 we would have deserved or had earned like an album but they came with this like nostalgic anthem sort of rocky kind of um song with still life and like it felt honestly like the perfect fit for them and like the fact that they're four members now and this four seasons and like that's kind of the aesthetic they're going with i don't know it kind of felt perfect i still don't believe they've been in the same room <laughs> together <laughs> in a long long time but it's fine. I mean, who knows if Big Bang are going to be back together. Top had an interview with Thailand, no, no, Taiwan, I think, or Hong Kong magazine, like around the time that Still Life came out. And he was basically like, he wants to start his own company and make his own boy group. He just wants, but he wants to do it like the right way because he came out of the system and he wants, he thinks that there needs to be changes. And he's like, it's not a period for Big Bang, but it's definitely like going to be probably a while before we see or hear anything from them as a group because he did not resign with YGE. And so he's off. He has this wine. I think, I don't know if it's wine or if it's like a whiskey or like a liqueur or whatever, but he has his, his, his alcohol brand that he just dropped. He's in America he, or he was in America meeting with a lot of like rich people <laughs> doing rich things. I don't know. So, and I don't know. I feel like it came it was lovely. I still like the song is very nostalgic. I still like go back to it because it's Big Bang and because it's an evolution of Big Bang. Like they're men now. This is the music that they're going to want to put out more so than the anthems. And I, I loved it. I mean, I was really sad for like a week. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I, 
I like usually like when it comes to idols, I'm kind of just like, I know them. They don't know me, blah, 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 blah. But like when I really get into like a group and like they're my top or like a, or, or a single idol like Jessica and they're like at the top of like what I, the things that I care about, I do feel sort of emotionally compromised at times. And I was very sad, like about still life and what it meant because it was definitely like a goodbye for now. And who knows? when we'll ever see them again, if we will ever see them again. So, but the song is very lovely. It is a really good song and it did really well on the power of just it being a good song. Like them Koreans in on pan can complain about Big Bang all they want. That song never left the charts. Okay. So people in Korea are listening to it. So yeah, I don't know. I just, it's bittersweet. I'm just going to end with It's a Bittersweet. It's really funny, though, because, like, Big Bang came back with this, like, yeah, don't know when we're going to come back again, guys. Blah, blah, blah. And so they come back with, like, this really nostalgic, emotional song, like, Still Life. God Seven came back, and they're like, yeah, we don't know when we're going to be back together again. And they're like, well, we're going to give you some bops in the meantime. And a fan con. And, yeah, see you guys later. <laughs> so it's very, it's two very different sort of releases, but I appreciate it. I, I'm still waiting for Shinwa. Because Vinod was, like, always on freaking IG posting. Like, he posts every day. And he's in a studio. But I am, I have never seen a single goddamn thing from anybody else from Shinwa saying that they're going to come back or they're going to make more music. So I don't know what's going on there. But honestly, if they release music this year, my three top boy groups who haven't, who all had situations that caused them to take breaks would have come back in the same year. So 2022, on top of the 20, uh, two, the 21 um, comeback, not, well, not comeback, but surprise at Coachella, it, it will put 2022 up there as like probably one of the best years in K-pop. So Who's I just your top boy group? It's just Got7, Big Bang, and Shinwa. Oh, Shinwa. Okay, okay, I don't think of Shinwa as boys. I think of them as grandparents, so. Okay. I mean, uh, at this point... Uh, <laughs> at this point all three groups are over 70 years so like, they're not young they're not young men anymore the same way they'll always be boys to Nat no they won't <laughs> <laughs> oh wait 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 I'll before we move on I have yeah. to ask this and keep it in the episode have you guys ever tried thick water thick water what is that yeah <laughs> So it's actually like something that like people with a certain medical condition have to drink it, but like you can drink it if you want, even if you don't have the condition. And it's literally thickened water. It's just water, but juicier. Mm. I I I'll send you guys a a, a video of it. Technically, (laughs) Nat is drinking thickened water all the time because she lives in Canada and syrup is just thick water with sugar. (laughs) But I'll send you guys a video. I have been having a lot of water with not maple syrup per se, but like um, honey. So I guess it is kind of, but yeah. Uh, what about SNSD? 
Yeah, and SNSD might be, well, they claim they're coming back, but we'll, we'll see. But yeah, they might have a comeback to mark their 15th year. And Jessica is doing this Chinese competition show called Sisters That Make Waves. It's all about like all these like over 30 female um, celebrities who are trying to get back into the industry and form like this girl group. So Miss A's, Gia, and Faye did season one, I think. And, the, and Gia made it into the group Faye did not. So it's actually like really a really exciting year. I think COVID really put a damper on things for a lot of people. And that's why you're starting to see everybody sort of pop up with a comeback, whether the tour, doing some sort of variety, something. So it is a really exciting 2022. It's very busy. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if you guys know anything more about this, but apparently big hit fans found out they registered the name Loners Association as a brand. And they are thinking that this is going to be the name of their new boy group. And they've listed some rumored members. As far as names are concerned, I don't know. (laughs) I I, want to say something about this name real quick. (laughs) Okay. Big hit is the worst company in terms of naming groups I have ever come across. Like, <laughs> La Seraphim, really? That's the name that y'all chose for these girls? I know that it's an anagram. It's a stupid anagram, but I know that it's an anagram. And Tomorrow by Together, not a stupid name, also not the best name. In Hypen, like, their names are just, like, the group names are not attractive to me. Like, what happened to the good old days of just, like, a EXO, like, the two syllables, like, three letters? Like, that's, that's what we need more of. We need less, like, I don't know. I, it's not as bad as, like, teen, like, teen top or up tension, but it's still just miserable. Like, I do not like these names. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's they're always trying to be fake deep like a loners association what like what well, La Seraphim is like I'm fearless and I'm just like yeah. <laughs> just what <laughs> it is so and, like, isn't that like also like uh, an angel is that like yeah a, yeah they have like a whole like lore around yeah. the name and yeah stuff what happened to just bulletproof boy scouts (laughs) they were lucky that they could like kind of condense that down because you notice that they don't (laughs) they never go by anything other than bts or bangtong anymore you know what i'm gonna do now though now i'm gonna uh i'm gonna start my own k-pop group and i'm gonna name them the jaegerists Um, more details on that later I'm developing the concept right now so more details to come I mean honestly like before we move on Aaron was right I don't think he's ever done a wrong thing in his whole entire life and (laughs) I love Aaron (laughs) alright let's not get ahead of ourselves here oh wow I I never thought I'd see the day where Nat was advocating for a Oh, you know, I'm not going to spoil you Attack on Titan for you anyone. You don't follow me on Twitter. Literally every week that the episodes that came out, people were like, yo, stop supporting that man. I'm like, I don't care. I love Aaron. I support him 100%. Yeah. <laughs> we need to put that in jail, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> we got her in prison. <laughs> I never said he was right. Okay. Well, I did say he was right. But you, you know what? Really <laughs> just said he was right. <laughs> Okay. Well, so again, obviously, we have not done a regular episode for some time. 
And we are still kind of catching up on what's been going on. So what we're basically going to do this episode is just kind of do a grab bag of the latest news and, and what's been going on since we've had our little break. And obviously, a lot has been going on. So we're just kind of, we're not really going to have a theme or, or any particular order to things. Just kind of talk about what interests us since in the past three or so months. Is there any topic that you, Dima and Nat, you guys want to kind of discuss first? Anything? Well, okay. I want to say the best to last, but, and I, y'all probably already know what the best is for me, but I really want to discuss this NCT story. This sounds like the funniest thing I've heard all year. And I feel like Nat knows the story better than any of us. Okay. Sorry, I was coughing. Sorry. <laughs> um, so basically, there was a scare recently at the new SME building and where people were complaining of tremors on certain floors and it, people were just like, what, what the heck is going on here? And he was like, eh, there's nothing wrong. It's fine. This is normal, guys. Like, tremors are normal in the building. So basically, they're saying that the company was confident in the safety of the building and it's fine. So then they actually did a two-month investigation. And the result was that basically <laughs> NCT's members, because there's like a hundred of them, were <laughs> were dancing or practicing in their in one of the rooms, and they were synchronized so well that they caused these tremors in this building. Okay, like, can you imagine? You're trying to eat your soup, and the floors are shaking because NCT are doing uh, no um, cherry bomb in the next room like i'd be pissed like, i'd be absolute pissed so basically yeah it's just they're they're so synchronized in their choreography that they're causing the building to actually shake and they're causing a resonance resonance right throughout the building <laughs> oh, if you if only you could hear what i was saying when i was on mute i was running for that mute button <laughs> That was yes. Nat's favorite NCT album, by the way, in case anybody's wondering. You need to she resonate. No resonate. We're going to resonate. I can't wait to meet Mark Lee. I'll meet Mark Lee and say, we're going to resonate. But yes. I was how Nat was like in the middle of a sentence. She forgot her whole train of thought. to go to something very serious but this is something that i heard about when it first happened holland tell Uh, us about what happened with holland 
yeah, so um, Paul, <clears throat> sorry, Holland put out a tweet saying that he was the victim of a homophobic attack and the police are involved. So he was in Etiwan, which is really strange because Etiwan is like, that usually has a lot of foreigners and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. you assume that it'd be a little bit more liberal, but the way of the world, unfortunately. And it was witnessed by his manager and a, by a manager and a friend. And I don't want to go into the details, just know that he was insulted verbally about his sexuality and also physically. And he did show pictures of him after the incident. And so it's two things. Obviously, like, this is a terrible, terrible thing that happened to Holland. It should not happen to Holland. It should not happen to anybody. And the second thing is that it also brings to light the fact that Korea still doesn't have any anti-discrimination laws. And they seem to be fighting having any form of anti-discrimination laws in Korea. And that would do wonders for people who are part of the LGBTQ+, like Holland, and also foreigners in Korea. Like I, There recently was a database, actually, that was created by foreigners about what parts or what, I think, out of its bars or restaurants. I'll look for it so I can share the link, but that are safe for foreigners to go to in Korea. That kind of reminds me of, sorry to cut you off, but it reminds me of uh, the Green Book. There was like a book that showed like what towns were safe for Black people. Mm. Sorry. Random, but go ahead. Totally, totally relevant. And so, yeah, it's, it's like... People, and this is why a lot of times on the show and just like in general, we like to say like, yes, no country is perfect, but with Korea specifically, Korea likes to push a very perfect image of itself in its its soft power, which is K-pop, K-dramas, things like that, and like the K-beauty and things like that. And the thing is, Korea has so many problems that are just echoes of the problems that we have going on over here. Misogyny, rampant misogyny, racism, discrimination, like homophobia, transphobia. So it's, it's, it's kind of like, yes, they have beautiful things, beautiful gowns, but also there are so many problems underneath. And people in Korea, like, they are they are also suffering, like uh-huh. you know, because of the economy, because of that strive for perfection, and and like this, and how looks are so much more important sometimes than anything else you could do or be as a person in Korea. And the thing is, is like you have someone who's like Yenny or Hafelt from Wonder Girls, who's literally one of the only celebrities like that from her generation of K-pop and just even in K-pop, who's literally on the front lines sort of pushing for feminism and like equality for women. And she's being ridiculed and harassed and just like all these terrible things are happening. Like terrible messages are being sent to her. She was on a show and people were saying that she was ridiculed and like she was basically targeted on the show because of her feminist views. And so we kind of like on top of all the things that we love to consume from Korea, we do have to talk about the actual problems because like, I wouldn't want somebody who's young specifically, they can be older too, but like a lot of young girls go to Korea thinking they're going to find Opa mm-hmm. and that doesn't like, I mean, I'm sure it exists at 1% maybe, but the 99% <laughs> is just like, it doesn't exist. It, it's, it's, a, it's a fallacy and we have to be, 
willing to talk about it. Like we did do a Twitter space about like traveling to Korea and I had a fantastic time. I faced no discrimination. Everybody was real nice to me when I was in Korea, to be quite honest mm-hmm. with you. Like yeah, me too. I, I honestly, like if I compared it to some of the other countries that I've been to, I would say the only, like, especially China, like China was weird. Like nobody was mean, but they were just like, they like to stare a lot. It was like really alienating. Whereas mm-hmm. in Korea, like, even though I was like, I did see black people once in a while, but even though I was usually the only black person on the train or whatever, like I didn't feel weird about it. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel different or othered. Everybody, I smile at people, they smile at me. I went into any, I, this is before I knew that some places didn't like accept foreigners. So I just walked into any place. I got some food. It was great. <laughs> like, I had a great time. But I, there's so many people who have not had a great time. Mm-hmm. Like literally one of the YouTubers that I follow just left Korea. And she, she, the whole two hours were about how much she hated it. Mm-hmm. And like how she hated working there. She hated being there. Like everything sucked, basically. Even Sunday Love, my, one of my favorite YouTubers, she, she like got spit on and told to like go home or some shit like that when she was in Korea. So it's like different people have different experiences and we definitely have to talk about all the experiences. The way that we are very vocal about our places that we live in, we have to be also very vocal about the places that are not safe for like people, but black people, people like us to travel. I say that all that to say that I really do hope that they catch the perpetrators of these heinous crimes because Korea does have CCTV, so they should be able to identify these this person and I hope that they throw the book at them. I mean, I know they won't because after Sungri admitted to all his crimes, his his time was decreased. So, I mean, I'm not holding my breath on that, but I do feel like if we talk about it, it, it remains an issue in the world and other people who maybe don't know about it will hear about it and we can offer a lot more support to Holland who is literally just trying to live his life as best as he can as a good person. So, anything else? Yeah, I I just wanted to add that like, yeah, this story is very disheartening, and I feel I, I feel like even even notwithstanding all of the things that we discuss about like how the country needs to change and 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 everything like that, I feel like it just I don't know. Like obviously, we there are people who still romanticize the idea of Korea and everything, but I feel like even more than that, it almost goes to show you. Like I don't know how to explain it. Like I don't know. Sorry, I kind of lost my point a little bit. That's okay. Yeah, I. It is disheartening. So, like, I mean, I think too, it's it's important to have these discussions because, like, not said, like the Korea's outward international appearance the way they sell themselves how they're just kind of really really leaning onto soft power to kind of raise their status in the international community is important because you have korea and you have k-pop now in a much wider sphere than it used to be and so you have more people there exposed to South Korean culture and that is people see things and obviously what you see from the country is what they want you to see (laughs) so it's important for people to have some I can't think of the word but like basically to, to be able to discern okay there's the aspect of this is the media representation of the country but then this is what is really going on sort of thing yeah well I guess 
After that, we should go maybe something a little bit lighter. So Sakura, Seraphim, was on Knowing Brothers. And everybody who watches Knowing Brothers knows it's like a fun time. It's a comedic show. Gross old men, usually very young girls, and it's kind of uncomfortable, but they keep going on. So what can we do? And during the show, somebody asked Sakura to name the most memorable encounter she's ever had with a fan. So you would think that she'd talk about like, oh, somebody I, I saw on the first day, the first fan we, we ever did with Eyes One. I, I met up with him and he was getting married or something. Like some story like that is kind of what I was expecting. But she started to say, she started getting real deep. Like, I, I, I don't know, maybe something on her spirit was telling her that she had to share this story. So basically, she said she was at a fan meet, a fan event, and basically she starts by saying that when she was when her parents got a divorce so she never met her father she's never seen him she's never seen a photo of him she doesn't know anything about this man okay other than like he exists and so when she had a handshake event in japan this man came up and said that he was rooting for her and as soon as she shook hands she's like i know this is my dad you are my father and so she she somehow knew there was a spark between them. And then this man told her he, that he'd been cheering her on. And she was thinking like, like she's kind of reeling from him. And the next person in line was her grandmother from her paternal grandfather, grandmother, sorry. So the mother of her father and she, her grandmother asked her, don't you remember us? So that's like the confirmation that it was her father. And she says she's never seen him again since then. So Yeah. Okay, I'm sure the story had a much happier ending. But no, no. I mean that's just like a man to to never see his child ever again after meeting her. child, and just because the child's a baby, you just what disappeared? Like he don't even pay child support. Like bro, he went out to get cigarettes and never came back. You know what it's given? Um, it's given, like, deadbeat father who, like, shows up at your high school graduation. Like, look at my daughter. Yeah. Bruh. Bruh. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I'm yes. like, I just don't know why you would share this with national, like, on a national Yeah, topic. it's a hilarious <laughs> thought. It's like a story that's also kind of funny, even though, yeah, it's sad, but, like, yeah. also not really. <laughs> like, it's kind of funny. I... I, I don't even know what to say. Like, I just feel like, I, I can't say that. I can't say like, oh, I feel so sorry. I'm sad, very sorry to you, uh, Bubblegum. I forgot her name. Bubblegum. Sakura. I'm, so, oh, Sakura. I'm, I'm so sorry to you, Sakura. But at the same time, I, I guess because I haven't actually seen the clip, I'm just imagining her telling <laughs> this in like the knowing brothers kind of way where it's like comedic. Yeah, like in my brain, I she's like it. She's kind of laughing, and she's yeah, like, "Oh, loud. <laughs> yeah." I've had that kind and of like situation where it's like, "Oh, this would be a good story," and then like you start you to recount it, and then in your brain, you're like, "Oh no!" So you're like simultaneously trying to like make the story sound good, but like at the same time, you're like, "I should have should have pivoted to something else." Should never started. Yeah, yeah. I've been telling the story <laughs> halfway through. I realize it's not funny, but I keep telling it. <laughs> oh, we cannot relate, Sakura. Yeah, we can. But maybe she's psychic or something. I don't know. Like, 
what's what's actually the word psychometric maybe she's psychometric she touched her dad and she knew so i was gonna say that maybe she needs to be auditioned for minority report because that's precognition level stuff right there <laughs> yes <laughs> so carol if lee seraphim doesn't work out work for the japanese police Okay. <laughs> oh, she's Japanese. Okay. It took me a while. I, I just realized it's because she's Japanese. I was like, that's so random. <laughs> Do they need psychic people? <laughs> I mean, if I go by I all the anime that I watch, they definitely need psychics. Okay. <laughs> yeah, probably. Probably. Okay. She could also work. Um, she could also be a spy for like MI5 or something. I mean, who's to say that she's not? Like she has the best, the, like, the, best yes. <laughs> the best cover story being a K-pop idol who came from pop <laughs> She was 17 years old. She told her mom and dad she was going out for cigarettes, and really she was being a spy for the MI5. Wait, is she she's Japanese, right? Yes, she is. Does she speak English? I don't know. This will be really awkward if she doesn't speak English. She's not going to understand, like, why we're making this joke. I mean, a lot of idols are practicing and learning. Yeah, she got Google so. Translate. She can yeah. <laughs> not. Yeah, now they do, like, live translate, so, like, it's fine. <laughs> oh, I hate live translate. Okay, sorry. Um, anyway. Yes. Yes. So, what's next, Ash? Well, since we were talking about Sakura... Maybe we could go into what's been going on with Kim Garam. What uh, is it, that girl? Seriously. Yeah, I don't know. Like, the last time I checked on her story, it seemed like Hive was still doubling down on not saying or doing anything. So I don't know if there's any updates on that or just in general, like, what you guys think. I mean, some people are like, oh, she must be so enrich and powerful. That's why they're protecting her. But some People are saying that she's just from, like, regular working class families, so aren't sure why nothing's being done about all of these accusations. And some of them are quite horrifying <laughs> that have come out uh, against her. Yeah. My, my theory is either she has blackmail material on, like, some high-up execs, or... Hybe slash or Hybe, sorry, I don't know why I keep calling them Hybe. Hybe or Source Media, like they have, like I feel like they think that they're untouchable, and so they're gonna do what they want to do when they want to do it, and they don't want to get rid of Kim Gardam, so they're not going to. Even though the fans are being super petty, like they're leaving her name out of fan chants now. They were at some event, and like each member came up came up to do something, and they started really loudly for everybody but her. Like the fans are like, yeah, we're gonna support the group, but this bitch gotta go. Korea's like, this bitch gotta go. International fans mostly are like, this bitch gotta go. So I don't know why she's still there, but especially since like, It'd be one thing if it was just a bullying scandal and we had no information about it. But the fact that she got like a level five disciplinary like charge or whatever and and she like seemed really unbothered by being a bully. <laughs> like everybody was afraid of her, like to the point that some and like people were coming out of the woodwork. Like literally one person who went to school with her made a, a post online and was like, listen, I hate her. She can catch me outside. And if you guys don't believe that this is real, my name is this. I went to this school and she knows me. 
so she can really just catch me outside. So like, I, I feel like the cards are really not in her favor at this point. And because she didn't show any like, like for most people, when they're in a bullying scandal, like they come out and they're like, they actually look sad or remorseful or like whatever, or they even play the part. She did not. She was posting selfies like every day while all the stuff was unfolding. Like it was actually kind of impressive how unbothered she was, even though she was national news and on like actual news shows and stations. It, I don't know. I don't know. I think she's a bully. And I, I definitely think that the victims should have every right to be upset and to you know want her gone. But it is up to Hive. It is up to Source Media. It is up to the fans because the fans are still going to put money into the group with, if she's in it or if she's not in it. And I think that's the problem here that with K-pop fans is that usually when they make a stance on something stupid like Chen having a baby and getting married. That's when they'll stop buying albums and they'll like protest outside of SME. But like with actual bullying scandals or like cultural appropriation, just like all this other actual terrible things, they still support the group. I mean, they may be a little petty about it, but they don't really make a stand. So I don't know. Like for me, if I had started as a fan of the group, I would have probably just like this literally just turned me off completely of of that group. I mean, and also their song's not that great, but it really did turn me off of them and the company. So I don't know. What do you guys think? I mean, there's so much information or misinformation out there. So it's kind of hard to be like, yeah, 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 that's the thing for real. I just, I feel like I see more people feeling a kind of way about Hyde in general, even like armies and, and other people are more like their fans in spite of hype. I feel like the, the company standing is not as fierce as it used to be, possibly. I, I don't I'm not in the fandom so I can't really tell, but I do feel like I've been seeing people be more critical of the company or questioning of the company's practices and the things that they decide to do and also their ability to have a lasting kind of uh, not like a lasting legacy but reputation like sm or uh, even the other two who had at some point of like being able to produce popular successful groups so yeah think about it yeah um, no. so i know you've been really busy uh, so yeah. no i haven't <laughs> <clears throat> it's a mess i mean it, yeah. it would be like a whole episode to go over everything in this case yeah. it's crazy um but okay do i get to the next topic yeah let's talk about sungry's instagram getting taken down so sungry scumbag that he is alleged actually no not alleged he he admitted to what he did so not alleged scumbag that he is so basically he um admits guilt to guilt to i think the nine charges that were against him including facilitate facilitating prostitution embezzlement and and he was jailed for three years but he did about i think a year and a half in like the army prison so now he's being transferred to like a regular prison for the rest of it so that happened i think like earlier this year and so everyone was kind of like that's it for all them things including like admitting to like not adhering to like proper foods 
handling, which is kind of crazy because like you could literally kill somebody if you don't handle their food prop properly. Like it's kind of insane, right? And then he was fined like a million won, I assume, or yen, or I can't something is though that in a sense he still got more retribution than most sexual offenders, mm-hmm. rich people that get in legal trouble or criminal trouble in Curry, South Korea tend to get, I feel like. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I definitely I agree. Like just because, like, he definitely... So this is a weird situation where it's like, on the one hand, he's a garbage human being who deserves worse than what he got. But on the other hand, it's like he's definitely a fall guy of sorts. And there are, like, a bunch of other people that also need to be prosecuted that are yeah. not being prosecuted. And it's just like a tough situation because I feel like if you say one thing, people assume that you're like neglecting to say the other. And that's just not true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So he was actually originally supposed to get three years, but because he pled guilty to the nine charges, it was half to 18 months. So yeah, that's happened. So basically, Singri's Instagram was apparently removed from the platform because convicted sex offenders aren't allowed to use Instagram. And from what I saw, it was K or Korean VIPs that were the ones who reported him, like mass reported this man. So kudos. Thank you for being on the right side of history and good riddance. And of course, his fans are like, oh, memories, reposed all of their memories. Like he can go to hell. So y'all should have been archiving all them years when he was leading up to this moment. Also, I just have to yeah. say, Sungri looked like the type of person that eat McRibs. That's all I really had to say. But, yeah. Also, too, it's like all of these, like, fans who are like, actually, if you read the case and the law and the law, I'm like, but if you guys knew all of this, you guys didn't expect there to be a problem with Instagram? Like, I also, too, like, the whole... Here's the problem I have when people go through the law. One, y'all don't know the law. But two, even if you do know the law, what people fail to realize is, like, the law is not always right. <laughs> like, like yeah. just because at, at one point it was legal to own people. So, I, I, I don't get what you're... Like, there are things that are just morally wrong. And so, even if it wasn't against the law for him to do whatever he did... It was morally wrong. And we all know it was wrong. <laughs> because it, here's the thing. If you didn't feel like it was wrong, you wouldn't be, need to be making these types of arguments. And and it's not... I feel like, too, we're way past the point where, where it's like, well, we don't know. You don't know. No, we know. We have the receipts. <laughs> I, I don't know. People... It's like, if but you want to stand crazy. garbage, just stand garbage. Don't make these excuses for it. Yeah, it's crazy because I had to write something up about Sungri's new time search being confirmed or whatever and I was looking up information and everything and I just checked this Wikipedia page and it's very obvious or it was when I read it it may have changed by now that the person that wrote it was trying to to both sides like trying to make it seem like well the according to what they've said about the supposed evidence and such and such and such and I'm like and I was reading and I was like wait what (laughs) like this is coming off like this hasn't been confirmed and already I was just I was like Wikipedia should have like already have have gotten this like removed it's just I guess the whole thing about the people that like hold out hope for him of having been done wrong like 
Jimin said, I mean, he is kind of a fall guy, but at the same time, he's also like a garbage human being. And he does need to pay for his crimes, probably more than he is. But also, one thing I want to add uh, kind of about that is that if anyone uh, is interested, and I think it's fairly new, Netflix has a documentary uh, about the interim scandal called Cyber Hell, and it's very interesting. It goes into a lot of the aspects, and a lot of it is, is like, it's not narrated. It's basically them talking directly to the journalists, the people, investigators and stuff that were actually involved in it and interviewing some people that have remained anonymous that were victims and perpetrators and all kinds of different things. So it's kind of a, if you're interested in knowing more about that and the whole culture of this kind of sexual abuse in Korea, it's a, it's a good watch. So informative watch. I was going to watch it, but it looked kind of triggering, to be quite honest with you. So well, yes, I should, yeah, I should say, I mean, if you, considering what the, the topic is about, if if you are sensitive to that thing, kind of thing, it, it definitely should watch out for being triggered, because it does go into a lot of, like, details. So, yeah. Yep. Ash, you want to pick the next topic that you think is interesting? Hmm. Well, I do want to uh, mentioned Coachella maybe briefly because and then maybe this will be another segue because yes 21 they kind of reunited there right absolutely yes so 88 Ryzen had a stage and it had like Hikaru Tada they had Jackson Wang was there they had young Rich Brian, I think is what he goes by now. BB was a part of it. And so like, it was pretty cool. So Xiao was the basically at the end and she's performing and it's great and it's good. It's fine. And then like, all of a sudden there's a smoke and you see these four silhouettes and I literally screamed. Like, my window was open. It was like a couple months ago. So it was kind of chilly outside, whatever. But I literally just screamed because I was like, 21 at Coachella who would have thought and they did I'm the best and it was like one of the best moments of all time to be honest (laughs) it was everything they sounded great they looked great they were having such a fun time and they own the stage so much that Mm. it really put into perspective how most of these groups don't own the stage at all and yeah like and we watched the Blackpink at Coachella stage, and we were mm-hmm. like, okay, like we were mostly impressed, right? Even though, like, towards the end, some of the members were losing steam, we were pretty impressed by what they did do at Coachella. But, like, I don't think you can even compare them. It's like apples and oranges. Like, 21 were born to be on the stage. It's not just that they're pretty girls and they do a decent job of what they do musically, but they were born to perform and like they I don't know there's just like no there's no group that can compare to 21 in terms of like the the girl crush quote-unquote concept that they pretty much introduced like there's no group out there that did what they did or do what they did and and can compare to them at all like just presence alone is like the aura <laughs> it's too much it's too much but it was really really fantastic and we learned some behind the scenes stuff about like how they put it together and like CL was very much in charge of 
making that happen. So kudos to her, kudos to the girls. And I mean, I don't, I don't know if we'll ever really get a real comeback from them either, but it's good that they're still friends and they still yearn to be on stage together. So I love it. Yeah. It's, you know, I was thinking about today and I thought it was so interesting how, We've pivoted so hard because I remember back when 21 got really huge and all of a sudden the girl crush thing was was huge and you saw a lot of similar groups. And I feel like ever since they broke up, we've really pivoted hard away. Like we still have the quote unquote girl crush group, but the definition of girl crush is kind of different now. Yeah, it's, how definitely, it's, it's definitely prettier. <clears throat> like that's kind of like what... I feel like a lot of these groups, nobody does like, not ugly, but like unflattering concepts anymore. Everybody's very big on like, do what you do, but make it pretty and cute. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like, look at 21 in the beginning, even look at Girls' Generation in the beginning, or like the Wonder Girls and their outfits and their concepts, or like Four Minute, which was very much like in the vein of Girl Crush as well, too. Like, they. They just kind of like, they, if they had a bob, it didn't matter what they look like. Yeah. And we're in a time frame now where it's like all people can talk about are how pretty people are. Like even more so than the music. Mm-hmm. Um, and not to say the music is bad. It's not bad, but it's like nobody has that. I will say, surprise, surprise. I've been watching, like they've been doing a lot of festivals lately and like at universities and stuff like that. And Silent G Idol has really, like, I don't know, since they became a five-member group, they have gotten so much better on stage. But they've just been more captivating. I think they have, like, better synergy as well, too, as a five-member group. So, like, I've been watching their, like, festival st- stuff, and it's been really impressive, to be honest. So, I mean, wonders never cease. <laughs> so. Yeah, I-, I do miss that, though. I feel like overall, like, groups just have, like, less personality now there's less kind of individuality with the members. It's kind of like they, they give them these roles in the group. Oh, she's the, she's the rapper. She's the, 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 the classic beauty. She's the, the uh, rich bitch type of person or whatever. But it's not, you don't, or you don't feel like that you're really, you're not seeing anything really genuine from them, which is, I think, why BTS kind of hit really hard with, 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 their concepts and such because people felt like they were getting to know them and I think with a lot of groups I think you see that more with boy groups in general with girl groups it's really really gone down but yeah and also speaking of Coachella kind of segueing into Blackpink funny thing something happened where Coachella or I guess uh Tableau had been working with has been working with Coachella to get like uh, K-pop acts on two stages there. He helped to get Blackpink on there apparently. And uh, him and Epic High were mentioned as like the first, they were credited as being like the first major K-pop act there or something of that nature. And apparently like Blackpink, Splinks got mad or something, I guess because Blackpink weren't credited or something, even though, I mean, they can't have that credit because they weren't first. So they, they were roundly, roundly ridiculed on, on social media for that. But all that is to say, either this is more just spin by YG or we should be receiving new something from Blackpink soon because I feel like 
they're really ramping up the promotional stuff lately with them. We have all the girls uh, were on the cover of Rolling Stone recently, and each of the girls have their own individual covers and individual interviews. Rosé has been, was in Vogue Australia and was talking about, she had met Baz Luhrmann, who directed Elvis, which is coming out soon. He did Romeo and Juliet and Moulin Rouge and such. And I think there's another interview with Rosé. I can't remember. But yeah, I it, it's... <laughs> I mean, I guess they're coming out with something soon. It's, it's, we talk about and we like joke about Blackpink, like having like 10 songs or whatever. But in a way, you have to look at it as like the strategy that YG is using has worked because their fans, no matter how starved they are for content, like when they do like put something out, they will just pounce on it and stream it and forever and ever and ever and bring in that valuable one dollar whatever whatever they need and i i don't know i mean as like i said as much as we joke about it it seems to work for the most part and they for a group that doesn't do very much of what their job is supposed to be they get a lot of hype so any thoughts on on that there yeah so i think we have come to a very weird junction in K-pop where everybody wants to have a record. So it's like first, like first group to star on to to headline, you know, Coachella on a Wednesday, Thursday, on a Wednesday morning before twelve o'clock. Like it's it's that kind of investment. We call those cherry pick stats. Yeah. So yeah that's basically like kind of what we're seeing a lot of like with with Espa when Espa did the second weekend of Coachella there was media play saying that they were like the first group to like do their own like to be at a certain stage at Coachella and everyone was like okay but like you're not the first group to be there you're not even the first like girl group to be there so like it was kind of weird that they kind of made it because Blackpink wasn't at the main stage, but I think, or like at a bigger stage. And so they were kind of saying that they were like the first girl group to be at such a big stage and they were trying to media play it. And everyone was like, but 21 was just there, number one. Even though it wasn't their stage of CLs, they were still there. And Blackpink literally were the first ones to be there in general. It's like with BTS, oh, they're the first group to make it to 10 years without any member changes where the members all contributed to every album. Why they had to say it like that? Because they're not the only gr- group to make it to 10 years without changing members. But I guess they want to distinguish themselves. <laughs> in this <laughs> so specific. That I wouldn't even be proud of that. If I have to qualify all of my quali- all of my accolades, there's no point in me having, like, I don't know. Could you imagine living your regular life and you apply for a job and they're looking at your resume and they're like, okay, tell me about your awards and honors. And you go, yes, well, I was the first black person in my class to arrive at 9 a.m. every day and receive a B minus. Like, it's just, it's a bit, it's like all of these, like, every time you qualify it, it, it cheapens the significance of it. And I'm not even speaking specifically towards like the BTS thing. I'm just saying in general, when, when people cherry pick these things, like let's just face it. K-pop is at a point where it's just so global that there probably won't be any first for a long time. Like 
and even if they're and here's the thing first aren't always the most important sometimes it's about what's the word i'm looking for prolific how prolific you are because you could be the there could be somebody else who was the first to do it but that don't mean they were good at it i mean i i think i think to you know I, in terms of music, I think a lot back to like, like a lot of those classic rock groups, which were like the first, you know, band to do this, that, the other half of eighties classic rock is garbage. <laughs> so I don't know. No, I totally, but about Blackpink. Yeah. Blackpink is basically doing everything, but making music at this point, even though they're super serious about being in the studio and making fire music, like their words. But I mean, I think they are influencers at this point. They just are pretty girls who model things. I mean, Lisa's in Paris, I think, or something like that. She just took a picture with Priyanka Chopra and Anne Hathaway. So she's at another event and they did the Rolling Stone thing. And Jenny admitted that what they do is not real hip hop, which is great. Lisa said that hip hop was in her blood. Jisoo sounded like she didn't want to do music or be an idol. She was just there because why not? I think Jisoo uh, needs to go ahead and find her a chibble. Settle down, have a couple of children. Like, I don't, this is not the life for her. Certain people, you can just tell that they do this job because that this was the job they were offered. And I'm not yeah. saying she's not passionate about music or never was, but I'm saying like, when you look into her eyes, she doesn't seem too excited anytime they do anything. So I'm just convinced that this is probably not what she really wants to do. Yeah. I mean, I kind of felt that specifically when reading the article, but also like, yeah, it's something that I have noticed. She literally says the other members, like they are alive. They come alive when they're on the stage. I don't feel like that. I was like, you're in the wrong field. Like you should be doing this. You should be like, (laughs) but you know what? I, it, it also reminds me too. It's actually funny you said it. It reminds me too of like this, like I just had this thought about, and not to do the whole first gen, second gen, third gen, whatever thing, but I do have to say, like, a lot of second gen idols really seem like they wanted to, they were intentional about being idols. Like, I think first gen were just people who, like, they maybe wanted to be celebrities or, or be singers or do music, but not necessarily be an idol because it wasn't really a thing. But I think a lot of second gen people specifically were passionate about music, really wanted to be idols and wanted to do that whole thing. And I think third gen is filled, of, filled with people who are just really talented, who don't necessarily have any like they don't really want to do what they're doing. Like I look at like Red Velvet and like obviously like Blackpink and like all of these other groups, I feel like there's like a lot of idols who don't seem to care that much about music or being famous or any of those things. And it's a very, it's a thing that I feel is very specific to the third gen. Cause I look at fourth gen and it seems like they are desperate to be idols. Like they, it's like, I think it's because they were the first generation to actually grow up seeing people be idols for a living and seeing that as like a realistic career. They, they, they all want it really badly, but it's like the third gen is that weird kind of generation where it's like, they didn't really necessarily grow up seeing I being an idol as a stable career, but they, it's like, they are experiencing it at the same time and and i don't know like i just find that really intriguing that a lot of the at least from the groups i know of and that i like a lot of i looked at exo 
they all seem lost anytime they get on stage. <laughs> I'm sure they love their jobs, but some of them, like I said, Suho could be an investment banker, probably. Sehun needs to never touch a microphone ever again. That's a couple of them situations in there. I feel like that's like a really interesting point about the fact that like the fourth gen would have only known about the idol system, like first, second, and even early third gen idols. They knew what Korean music, like the Korean music scene was like before the advent of idols, the idol system. So they understand Mm -hmm. like, like they don't really, I guess in, in some cases they don't really see, or they didn't really understand the being an idol to be a viable career path, right? Right. But like now, and and probably too, they thought they were limited as well too. One was age, because <laughs> we know ageism is a thing. And two, mm-hmm. with the, how big you could be. But yes. now Ford Gen yeah. specifically sees the global reach of K-pop and mm-hmm. it's all they knew. So... Yeah, no, that's a really, really fantastic point. And that would also sort of explain, like, their attitudes and, like, also levels of, quote-unquote, talent <laughs> with the different gens. Um. <laughs> I mean, the facts speak for themselves. I think you're right on that. And I, and, and I, I actually really like this kind of point of, of that we're making here because I, I'm literally sift, sifting through my mental Rolodex, and I'm remembering watching when Shiny, like, first found out that they all got into like shiny they were like it it was like first and foremost everybody in shiny before shiny was doing something artistic before shiny and i'm pretty sure that could that extends to a lot of other like groups that were second gen groups they were in the in the business in some kind of way or in some way interested in the business whereas i look at a lot of these like fourth gen idols and a lot of them were like yeah i was scouted because somebody said i was pretty and that i should audition like it, it, you see what i'm saying like it wasn't like oh yeah i was in a band like for example jong Hyun was in a band he played all these instruments temin was uh, a dancer like it, it, so many of these idols actually had aspirations to do something in the entertainment industry and nowadays that's not really the case and you can see that in the talent and the work ethic it's just very different. And I, I'm not shaming any anybody after second gen. What I'm saying is, is like, part of me wonders how many more accountants Korea would have if K-pop never popped off the way it did and kind of expanded into Japan and then later on into the West. Hmm. Lots of accountants. Okay. So I do want to talk about the rumors going on about Rumors? <laughs> and the yes. G-Dragon. Okay, so like, <laughs> basically, we never really got confirmation that GD and Jenny were dating, but like, the people who follow their, their every move basically said that they were dating. And, but there were rumors that they had broken up earlier this year that I was hearing. So, now we have a situation where there's a photo that people are surmising is V and Jenny because they were both at Jeju Island at the same time and it looked like both of them and they weren't, they were bare face. So you know it's serious that when they, like her eyebrows weren't done. Okay, guys, this is a serious relationship. So people assume that they're dating. 
And like that, I mean, hats off to Jennifer Kim because like she did it, Kai. She did a J G Dragon and she did a V. She really like. I mean, they're not really my Allegedly, and she did <laughs> I, I don't know. Allegedly. That one seem that's that's the word on the grapevine. But shout out to her. Yeah. She's she's making money moves. I mean, she really. I do want to be the devil's down. advocate. What yeah. if because I I'm sure all of these people, like people act like. Yeah, I, as a fan, they multi stands. So you're stand of just one group or the other. But these guys, South Korea is not that big. They all run in the same industry, so they all probably know each other. I'm sure you know, we know of different groups that are friends. And Blackpink and BTS are kind of like the representative girl and boy group to the West from South Korea. So I think it makes sense that they would be, would know each other, be friendly, be friends. Like maybe they are dating, but maybe they're in a situationship or. Wait, 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 wait. But remember earlier this year, V accidentally followed Jenny from his public account on Instagram. Okay. I mean, like I said, if they're, so... if, if they're friends or they know each other or they're even F with friends with benefits or whatever like he knows her like why wouldn't he like want to like follow her on instagram they already know each other and they maybe aren't dating or even just like having a loose relationship or something like i just think it's weird that whenever people see a girl idol and a guy idol together and they're not actively being affectionate they are holding hands or doing something of that nature or coming out of the same house or whatever they assume that they're dating that's really funny there was like somebody made a comment like i think around the time when kai was dating either jenny or allegedly dating jenny or crystal well he was actually dating crystal but there was somebody had put a tweet out or something like like it's all fun in like games when you and somebody are just fooling around but now but then dispatch takes a photo of you guys and all of a sudden you guys are dating so that Mm. could also be the thing you know it's like when these idols get their these girls pregnant. All of a sudden, they get have to get married. You know what I mean, like mm-hmm. it, it, it could be along those lines. I don't know. All I know is that G Dragon is the victim allegedly in all of this, and him and he have been going back and forth on Instagram, and he's heartbroken oh, yes. Jenny has broken his heart because of V. And so. <laughs> D Dragon is thirty three years old, beefing with a twenty six years old or year old. Okay, <sighs> this is great and hilarious Steven. and fun. I love drama. I yeah. also think, I also think like it is the most ridiculous story. If Jenny is indeed dating V, congratulations. I mean, you. I don't know. How, look, we. He might have. That might be a level up from GD, but. Maybe not, because we know that those contracts don't look too great. But I, I don't know. Like, I I feel like the whole GDMV beefing thing is really strange. Like, I don't know. It, it just is a weird thing to me. Because these are two individuals who, out of anybody in K-pop, I feel like they are the softest people. Like, I feel like they would never post up. <laughs> like, neither one of them. <laughs> It would be very funny if they really are having this beef. It, like, what what is what is their fight gonna look like? Well, <laughs> it's like it's, it is actually pretty funny because black because um Big Bang's like comes across as like a hard group, but 
there's that story about like how they were at the same show, like dream concert or something like that as super junior and the super junior guys were thrown down. And like, since then G dragon has been afraid of super junior. So like he's definitely not gonna post up. Super Juniors always feel like the guys are like bigger, more like oh, they you fight. know, muscular. Each other all the time. Like <laughs> G Dragon, G Dragon is gonna need to call Bobby. You, you, Bobby, Bobby has Black Air Force energy. You, you know Bobby be posting up all the time. He's gonna have to call Bobby. I don't know who B would call because everybody in BTS saw. So I, I mean, Jungkook, he Jungkook can box. So maybe everybody in Korea, everybody in Korea is boxing now. Don't worry. I mean, like half of freaking God Seven is in the gym doing boxing. It's like a thing now. Like. Maybe V could call JB because I know that guys are different friends and JB yeah. can fight for sure. He definitely yeah. has white Air Force energy as well. So yeah. I, if they were to hire, do what they call it, um, what do they call it when they have somebody fight for you? We trial by combat. They do trial yeah. by combat and they get to the champion. <laughs> I mean, God Seven was also fighting each other. Like God Seven was throwing down; they were throwing punches at each other too. So, I mean, yes, I definitely could see. I'm very, like, I would love to see Bobby. You know, Bobby got like, no, nah, I don't want to do all this. He got crackhead energy. Like, he got crackhead strength. Like, he he little and skinny, but he he's like very strong. I yes. don't know. Tell about I, Bobby. I don't even I know how all our conversations always go back to Bobby being hood, but it's the thing. <laughs> Bobby is matching the Air Force his, his son. Yes. It's <laughs> <laughs> just because we love Bobby. <laughs> we love Bobby. That's why. He is amazing. I mean, he, he actually, so they did an interview recently, um, him and the members mm-hmm. of Icon, where they were actually very, very honest and truthful about everything that's going on, like when they lost the eye and things like that. And Bobby's just like, you know, it's not very classy of me to have an, a baby announcement and they get married. So he did apologize for that. But he did mention how he hated being like an idol at the time because he hates that you have to like fake it. And I'm like, this is the most Bobby thing I've ever heard before in my life. He was just like, basically like, I just, if I don't want to do it, I'm not going to do it. And I was like, yes. yeah. Because you have that energy. You have that spirit. You have literally it. the energy. Exactly. I feel like I feel like the reason why YG goes after these hood dudes that grew up living on the streets, having to fight for every meal, is because he knows that he's gonna need protection because he's involved, <laughs> allegedly involved in all of that illegal activity. So if you get Bobby on your roster, you ain't got nothing to worry about. Bobby will take care of everything. And then you, know you know what? It's true. Story, so, yeah. That's actually true because if you think about it, the companies that have like the problematic, quote unquote, like criminally prom- problematic idols are the ones who have groups that fight the most. Lisa Man was on. <laughs> I don't know. this. Yeah, he was on Interpol's most wanted list. And his groups stay fighting each other all the time. <laughs> yeah, SM groups, like, and it's not even that SM groups hate each other. They hate no. members in their own group. Like, <laughs> it's a very specific thing. It's not like SM 
SNSD's beefing with Red Velvet. No, no, SNSD's beefing no. with SNSD. Like, no I, I, I have this, I have this, like, in my head, I feel like SM groups all really like each other. Like, they're like, like for example, I know Joan Hill was really close with Taeyeon, and like mm-hmm. Taemin's really close with like some Red Velvet members, like like Sulgi. He's really close with Kai. Like they they all have their own little groups, and but within the group is where you get all of these problems. And also, let's be real too. There's like a lot of racism and like EXO and Suju and everything. They hate all the Chinese people in those groups, which is interesting because NCT. I feel like they really really love the chinese members yeah well i mean they got anyway and win win i mean this is my person that have like air force energy to me y'all can disagree all y'all want but tail nct that man has black air force energy i guarantee you he can fight like i don't know he looked like he can fight actually i found out recently sorry to interrupt you that hey chen and mark hated each other back in the day too so they probably that was that was a rumor that was yeah. rumor. Hitchin is the type to he'll start a fight and then get beat up. Like he, he that <laughs> he's that type. He will not win the fight. They used to have this joke about Utah that I'm not gonna repeat because it's it's low-key a little bit xenophobic. But <laughs> just, he definitely Utah definitely grew up in the hood somewhere. He grew up in Mississippi. Cause I feel like he just be I don't know, he got the energy about him. But yeah, y'all gotta look up the the Utah joke. It is I can't repeat it, I won't repeat it, but I can see how it can be true. Mm. Well, I mean, oh he's from Japan. I don't really like he grew up on the main streets of Shibuya or Something like that. Think about like, it. Think about it in this terms. What would you? What would be the equivalent to the Blood Gang in Japan? Oh, the Yakuza. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if it's inappropriate for me to repeat that. So I just be saying he he's a he's a blood or something because he be wearing all that red. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I don't know. We we one day we gotta see this. I would love to see um, Taeyong and GD fight. I don't know who. <laughs> They both I, honestly, GD is not somehow. winning any of the fights. GD, G, G Dragon is not, like, I'm sorry, like, love him, but he's not winning fair, any of the fights. Fair. <laughs> I think that the fight would be very equal. I don't think so. Somehow loose is, like, I think he has crazy energy, so I think he would definitely take That's G Dragon. That's true. He takes he G Dragon and he'll... Reels energy. Yeah. He'll, like, he'll, do, he'll, he'll walk into that YG building and slam the door so hard the glass will break, like, in Soul Food, and he's ready to fight. Like, that's, <laughs> so <how I'm> <laughs> that's a throwback reference. But, yeah, that's exactly what how you I mean by the, it. Yeah. By what you mean with the energy, though, because he do got the kind of energy that, like, you, you never know what he's going to do, that unhinged, like... Yeah. You know, somebody, he got the energy of somebody who will, like, play Russian roulette with you, but be laughing the whole time. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he definitely comes across as, like, somebody who likes to either be tied up or tie somebody else up. But with Taman, it's kind of cute. With Taman, yes. it feels dangerous. Like, it feels kind of dangerous. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it feels weird. It feels like, yeah, this man, is, it, this man is, he's serious. He's very handsome. He's very lovely. He's very intelligent. Uh, I don't want this to be taken as we're attacking him. It's all just loose oh, and jokes. It's all but jokes. let's be real. <laughs> I mean, I think it's fascinating, to be quite honest. Like, they, 
they, they like SMEs stays hiring people who who like role play. So I mean, I think it's really yeah. it's kind of fascinating. Timmy is adorable. He's so sweet, even he's though so he's saying all that nasty stuff. He's right. a, he's a, he's like a baby kind of. That that was okay. That sentence was bad. <laughs> I never said that sentence. He's adorable. But he, he also has this other side to him that I don't take as seriously because he's so adorable. Yes. Um, yes. Whereas V is not adorable. V does not have that baby energy. He got grown man energy. It's scarier. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I guess we can kind of just like round out with like a pink lost member, Neon. She signed to YG's like acting division and her, she didn't get to take part in any of her comeback, basically outside of the music video. And so she's decided to leave a pink and she left Oh My Girl as well too, which is kind of sad, but she seemed like she was ready to like not be an idol anymore so that's not surprising uh dreamcatcher got their first win first win like guys first yeah. win it's crazy it's crazy uh, they've I'm been a group for them. as long as suho been a trainee so this is a big deal for them and it's it's great because like everybody had wanted them to be on queendom 2 and they were really disappointed that they didn't but while Queendom 2 was going on, they got their first win. So it was kind of, it worked out perfectly. Speaking of Queendom 2, WJSN, aka Cosmic Girls, won. But Mnet was probably scamming at the end, allegedly. I mean, it's what they do, allegedly. It's so, allegedly. Allegedly <laughs> has no meaning. <laughs> I know, I know, right? I know, right? You just throw it in there. But basically, because the final scores were very suspect, like, Hyolin got the least amount of votes for her live performance. And her live performance is like, everybody knew it was better like you could be a fan of any group there but her but you knew her performance was better because she knows how to actually perform so um i personally thought brave girls and and Hyolin should have been the top two because i thought they had the best performances but it is based on fan votes and things like that and luna didn't get any points in the first round because they couldn't compete because they had covid so that's what gave WJSN the leg up on them. But people are basically saying that they scammed because Starship and Mnet are both tied to scamming people <laughs> on these voting shows. So just throwing that out there. I mean, it's about the journey. So I enjoyed the journey. I think I still think Queendom 2 was not as good as Queendom 1. The talent in Queendom 1 was just outstanding and everybody like outside of lovelies i would say and park mom in some places like everybody else fantastic a plus 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 and this one was kind of underwhelming not gonna lie outside of hulin <laughs> hulin was the only one who performed every week like like she was ready like and she did it all just like eh, this is what i need to do and everybody else was trying to get at her level and it just nobody outperformed hulin this whole entire show like Sad. I guess we can end with tours. There's going to be a lot of tours um, coming up. So, unfortunately, only like 17 is coming to Canada. So, I don't think that's fortunate. I think that's very fortunate. It is fortunate uh, for not going to Canada. Canada is <laughs> only a hat. They don't deserve rights. So. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm happy for the carrots, but I would have loved, like, Brave Girls are going to be on tour. I would love to see Dreamcatcher going on tour. Luna are going on tour. I think Itzy's going on tour. Twice was on tour. Like, I'm... Nobody asked. Oh, going on tour. 
god damn it and only 17 is coming to toronto and i'm not going to the states i'm not like i'm sorry i already have i'm gonna be going to new york to watch k-pop on broadway later this year um luna's gonna be a part of it yeah yeah yeah, there was a big press conference. If he does not sing, I don't want to go though. I will say. Oh, I don't. I know feel like if K-pop on Broadway is an oxymoron. Yeah, I don't know what it's actually going to yeah. be about, but the Nikki's want to go, so I will go to New York and we will watch it. It's going to be fun. Awesome. Anytime I'm going to go somewhere with you, you don't want to go. What? Are you? <laughs> you are literally closer to me now. <laughs> 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 so yeah oh my god i just totally forgot where you are now so yeah link up all right link let's, up. let's do something we hit all yeah. those ct by two by two together oh no Yay. I'm, I'm, I'm not coming to america more than once i'm sorry you guys. It's, it's it's a little scary out there so you um, just said that you you just said that we were like more than once more than once I already made a plan to go for Nikki's birthday in November. So that, those are my plans. Those are my trips this year. This is what I budgeted. But definitely lots of tours. I hope that everybody gets their fill of all the concerts that are going to be out there and the festivals. Now that K-pop idols are doing festivals too, Dreamcatcher was at some festival where there was like a mosh pit. All these white people were jumping around to their music. It was fantastic, actually. But yeah, like, I hope that everybody is safe. I hope everybody's clean because I've been hearing some stories about how people are continuing to be unwashed at K-pop concerts. Mm. And it's very worrying. Y'all know y'all um, gonna be in that crowd sweating. Y'all need to take showers. I just, mm. yeah. I they, mean, they camp out, like, for a week so yeah. that they can, like, get in and then they yeah. don't. Yeah. Yeah, so I take to you guys. You, you need to make sure that you hold your breath a bit, you know, when you can. I don't know. I don't one time complain about that. I know. Yeah, it was one, it was one on one where they were like they said they friends breath stink. It was really funny. Um, and one from Shinwa once was like, if you guys want us to touch your head, like to pat your head, please wash your hair. That's the only thing. But I I hear a lot more about fans saying like other fans are like smelly yeah. and just not washed and sometimes your mental health gets in the way of that but if you're going to be in public and you're going to be around people hot attractive people i would hope that you at least spritz down at least there's um, a lot of products now especially yeah. when you're traveling and there's a lot of you i i found out the other day that apparently you can do there's no water washing caps so they're like these like like a regular cap you put in your hair when you take a shower but it's like there's stuff like infused with it so like you can like wash your hair somehow without using water i, trust I, I, don't, it. I don't know how it works <laughs> that. I apparently it's kind of like no, no, no. It's like, it's a, like a shower cap, but there's like, I, I don't know, like it's something, something in it where it's used in it. It's, it's yeah, okay. I, I kind of understand what you're saying. Cause I think that yeah. they have like um, conditioning caps like that too. Yeah. Where you, yeah. Like pretty infused and you just place it on your hair and it kind of does the work for you. But also like, why are people so afraid of water? I don't Why? Um, water is life. Your body is made up of so much water. You need it to survive. Water is afraid. afraid of us, is what they would say. <laughs> our skins, <laughs> your skins have, have a lipid layer yeah. on the outside, which repels the water. Yeah. So yeah. 
you, you technically hydrophobic. So these people will tell you that, but don't believe it. It's all governor propaganda to get HRs. But yes, please, please, please try to make the experience pleasant for everybody. Some people save up all of their coins and we go to this one show. Monster X is on tour right now. And it's like, it really sucks when you hear people who are like, yeah, I was having a great time, but the person beside me stunk. So just throwing that out there, guys, please, please, please. I'm very confident that it's not the black girls. So I don't feel any way, like, I don't feel like this represents me, but as a K-pop fan, it kind of does. So I would really appreciate it if people were just a little bit more conscientious of these things. Just throwing that out there. Um, Okay, so let's end basically with maybe like the best thing that has happened in K-pop so far this year. Okay, you said that last time. Okay. Yeah, one thing. One thing, best thing? Yes. That's happened in K-pop this year? Um, Yeah, because we're like halfway in the year, so it's perfect time to do that. Two by two released. Thursday's chat has far to go. That's the best thing for me. Okay, Ash? Ash believes that nothing good ever happens in this wretched industry, so. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, sometimes good things happen. I guess I would have to say 21 performing was a pleasant surprise. Yes. (sighs) It's hard. But, I mean, I'm going to be true to myself and say that, obviously, it's got seven and their comeback because literally we have seven dudes who live in different countries who still made it happen and even though it was a very short promotion period it was everything and i love them so much and yeah never thought i'd be here here. for a reason but nat gave us a reason i try (laughs) (laughs) but anyways yes that has been this up this comeback episode of not your average netizens did you guys miss us i feel like you did uh, <laughs> if you guys have any thoughts comments requests how to reach us on twitter at nyan edizens on facebook and instagram at not your average netizens and gmail at not your average netizens at com. we're always open to talk um, about things that you want us to talk about i have discussions that you guys are interested in or you want to hear our thoughts and opinions on and you know just we're here to have a good time guys <laughs> the world's garbage so like let's uh, so any last words or are we just gonna go we just gonna go like shout outs and stuff shout outs yeah we haven't done a shout out to all the listeners who are still riding with us after our break for the year okay i shouldn't say for the year but our our break we are happy y'all are here because we're happy to be back shout out to all the patrons we have a new schedule that we're going to be doing on patreon so if you want to become a patron and access all the exclusive content Ash is going to tell you where to find us later. Um, <laughs> and also, I want to do a special shout out to all of those people who make those little, what do you call those little artworks? The little, it's, it's like the little, how on Kakao Talk, there's like those emoji thingies. And they're, they're, they'd be cute, <laughs> like little animals doing stuff. I don't know. Shout out to the person who makes those. Those things are so cute. I use them even like on iMessage. <laughs> I love them. Yeah. Oh, and shout out to all of the like reptile species in the world. We love y'all. We see y'all. Y'all are valid. 
Okay. A shout out to Jimin and Nat and Jay. You all are Nyan Podcast. And I'm glad that y'all are still here years later so that we can still talk about <laughs> second gen and third gen and fourth gen and then in the future fifth gen and sixth gen <laughs> and seventh gen together. <laughs> I thought you were just gonna keep saying numbers. <laughs> but yes, I'm glad to be back and shout outs to everyone who listens, contributes to our Patreon, supports us. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Noodle. Yes. So shout outs. Shout outs to Ash and Jimin and Jay for being awesome and prioritizing ourselves for a bit because it's also very important. We like, we enjoy what we do, but we do have lives and these lives pay our bills. So we have things we have to focus on ourselves sometimes. And that's break that we had was very, very much needed. So shout out to us for putting in the work and knowing when to take a break and shout out to the listeners for holding us down. The fact that you guys are still like watching or listening to our videos and our, our, our podcast and stuff like that is like really amazing to be quite honest. It's puzzling in some ways, but also very amazing. And shout out to God7. It's tea, actually. Because I've been listening to Zero by One Love Song <laughs> on repeat since we did the album review. And that song, really, it's it's just something magical about it. Good um, for you. You finally and we lost some friends. Yeah. Those two are my, like, A++++. A plus plus plus. And shout out to God7. All right. <laughs> so read us out i guess ash yeah so of course you guys know if you have any suggestions for us advice topics you want us to talk about albums you want us to review anything you can reach us at not your average netizens at gmail.com we also have our twitter uh which the lovely nat does most of the posting for and that is nya on twitter and we also have a youtube account that will hopefully have uh, more content coming soon which is also i believe not your average netizen may not be the exact account name but if you put that in that should come up <laughs> and then yeah i think <laughs> no of course we have our patreon and now your average netizens and yeah that's it that's where you can find us and we hope you guys stay with us in the upcoming months <laughs> to the end of the year and anything else you guys need to say want to say no that's it thanks guys bye thanks bye, bye.